Take your Bibles, please. Turn the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33. Jeremiah, chapter 33. We'll read verses 1 through 6 together. And we'll read this passage responsively. Jeremiah, chapter 33, verses 1 through 6. Jeremiah 33, verses 1 through 6. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time, while he was yet shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it, to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. For thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of this city, and concerning the houses of the kings of Judah, which are thrown down by the mounts and by the sword. And, uh, verse 5, they, came, uh, they come to fight with the Chaldeans, but it is uh, to fill them with the dead bodies of men, whom I have slain in mine anger and in my fury, and for all whose wickedness I have hid my face from this city. Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them, and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And let's pray. Father, thank you for our church. Thank you for our church. Lord, thank you for these people that are here. Lord, the church is not the buildings. It's not the property. It's your people gathered together. And thank you that you're here in our midst. Father, you've given us your man. May we listen to him. He's walked with you all these years. Father, he has met with you more closely than any of us here. May we get from him what he has gotten from you, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I announced this morning that my sermon title tonight is this, The Bible and your cell phone. The Bible and your cell phone. Now, if you're not a cell phone addict, you can relax here tonight. Some of the rest, I'm going to try to help you with your addiction. I have, uh, I have with me, I have my iPhone up here, and just for your information, it is off. Uh, I don't carry it into church with me. Uh, when I travel the country and I go to preach, uh, I leave it in my hotel room. I leave it in my office. I don't bring it to church. There are a couple reasons why. One reason is I brought it to... I have a rule here at our church. If your cell phone goes off in my church service, you have to buy me a pizza. So I make a pretty big deal about that cell phone interrupting church. And one Sunday morning, somebody caught me with my cell phone on. And they called me right during church. And it was my cell cell phone that went off. From that day to this, I don't bring it in the pulpit, and it is definitely off right now. How many of you, and don't don't worry, I'm not saying this to embarrass you, how many of you use a cell phone? Will you raise your hand? Isn't that incredible? What technology? Do you remember the original cell phones? They were about the size of a shoebox. Yeah, you had to be a bodybuilder to carry it, you know, and that it was huge. Now, Stay with me for a little while. I have what is called the iPhone 4S. That S stands for even stupid people can use it, I think. Uh, I can use it, and if I can use it, anybody can use it. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33.3, God said, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Here, God recommends that we... 
call upon Him. God says, give me a call. Let me tell you something about when you call upon God. He will answer. He's never busy. You're never going to get a voicemail. You'll never have a dropped call. No call waiting when you call God. No bad connection. Never a low battery. Never, you're never going to find where you didn't have enough minutes. If there were not enough minutes, it was on your part, but not on God's part. And he said, call me. God said, I want to talk to you. I want you to call upon me. Now, God is recommending that we talk to him. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 15, the Bible says this, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God is telling us we're to have a relationship with the word of God. Now, you'll build your relationship with God through prayer by calling upon him. You'll build your relationship with God uh, by letting him talk to you. You understand, when you pray, that's you talking to God. And when you read your Bible, that's God talking to you. God's not gonna, God is not going to speak to you verbally. He stopped doing that a long time ago. But God will speak to you through the Word of God. So when I, when I pray, I'm talking to God. When I read my Bible, God is talking to me. And God is telling us that we should be working on our relationship with Him. And God recommends that we call. And boy, in America, we call today. Uh, But we don't call God as much as we call everybody else. Cell phones in America have become a very important thing. Matter of fact, uh, in in most instances, the the cell phone is more important than the Bible. And that's what's happened. Listen to some statistics. There are 300 million cell phone users in the United States of America. Six billion cell phone calls are made a day in the United States. 900 billion cell phone uh, calls uh, per year is the average in the United States of America. Teenagers between the ages of 13 and 17 send and receive 3,339 texts a month. Young adults between the ages of 18 and 24 send and receive 1,630 texts per month. The teenage girls average 753 minutes talking each month. The teenage boys, 525 minutes of talking each month. Of course, we all know that girls talk more than boys. The statistics prove it. According to the CTIA, that's a wireless association, the total minutes of cell phone use for Americans in year 2009 was 2.3 trillion. Now, it's far more today, I would expect. Well, let me ask you a question. Wonder if your Bible was as important to you as your cell phone is. I got a little email about six months ago, and it had six little ideas on it. And it said, wonder if your Bible was as important as your cell phone. I got to thinking about it, and I pondered that, and pondered that, and pondered that. I watched technology, and I watched as, as everything just kept going and going and going. And I watched as, listen, folks, the, the cell phones have become so, in the, the use of it have become so inappropriate. They go off during funerals, which to me is a sin. They, they go off during church services. It's amazing. Now, so you know, cell phones are not bad. They are not bad. Now, people can be bad. It's just like a gun. Guns are not bad. People are bad. You you don't need to take a gun away from good people. You need to take a gun away from bad people. I don't think you have to take a cell phone away from good people. But you probably ought to take them away from bad people that misuse them. And some of you probably need your cell phone taken away from you. When misused, it's hurtful. But stay with me now. 
Don't freak out or panic. My sermon outline is 24 points long. But we'll probably be out early. And, and if not, go ahead and turn your cell phone on and play during the service like some of you do anyway to keep yourself busy till I, I say the closing prayer. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at how many people. You just know what they're doing. You just know what they're doing. They're playing with that cell phone during the preaching of the Word of God. In my opinion, and I think also in God's, it's very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. My children are all grown. They're out of my house. But my kids would have never for a moment been allowed to play with a cell phone during church. If they would have done it and crossed me one time, I would have taken it away from them. They would have never brought it on the church property again. But, of course, I ran my household. My kids did not. And you can ask my kids. They'd tell you. And I'm sure you doubt you don't doubt it. But that's the way it was done. But don't worry, that's the roughest thing I'm probably going to say tonight. So just just some of you need to relax. Wonder if your Bible was as important to you as your cell phone. Let me say number one. Wonder if we carried our Bibles everywhere we went. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's saying that that Bible ought to guide you everywhere you go. Wonder if our Bible was as important as our cell phone. Oh, you clip your cell phone onto your belt. You don't want to go anywhere without it. You take your cell phone in your purse. You take it into the bathroom with you. Uh, you, you, you take your cell phone to work with you. You take it in the store with you. You take it in the tree stand with you. You take it to funerals with you. You take it to re- the restaurant with you. How, how often do you carry your Bible in public? Good. Oh, Good Number two, wonder if we turn back to go home to get our Bibles because we forgot them. Like we do our cell phones. Proverbs chapter 7 verse number 2 says, Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye. When God talks about the apple of his eye, or our eye, it's talking about something that is extremely important and precious to us. How many times do you forget your cell phone and drive away from home, realizing you forgot your phone, you turn around and drive all the way back to get it? Do you leave home without your Bible and drive back to get it? Or is it that important? Is God's Word that important to you? I know people that would come to church and they they would not walk into this building without their cell phone, but they will walk into this building without a Bible. That doesn't make sense to me. We didn't come to church to talk on the phone. We came to church to study the Word of God. Number three. Wonder if we treated our Bible as if we couldn't live without it. Yes. Couldn't live without it. Job chapter 23 verse 12 said, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Here the Bible is being exalted, so it is, it, it is more important than physical food. Now you need physical food to stay alive, and somebody's saying the word of God is more important than you staying alive. That's right. Oh, but some think you'd die without your cell phone. Some of you parents have experienced it. You've taken a cell phone away from one of your kids for a couple days. You thought you thought you were going to have to take them to the emergency room. They got the poochy lip disease. They whined and moaned around and cried like a baby. Do you feel that strongly about your Bible? Is your Bible more important to you than your cell phone? Let's go on. Number four. Wonder if teenagers would sneak to use their Bibles. 
wonder if teenagers would sneak to use their Bibles. Psalm 119.9, and listen to me, young people. The Bible says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. The Bible will keep you clean. And I'm finding out that cell phones are messing up the lives of young people. It's doing the exact opposite. Oh my, oh my, I keep warning you and warning you and warning you. Some of you parents, if you don't understand the technology, you might not want your kids to have it. Because you've got kids that are they're, they're, they're logging on to the internet and they're on things and seeing things and doing things. And they're sending pictures of themselves that shouldn't be on there. But the Bible says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Wonder if teenagers would sneak to use their Bible like they sneak around with their cell phone. You know, wonder if you caught them under their covers with a flashlight reading their Bible. Wouldn't it be amazing? But is your Bible that important to you? Number five. Wonder if we checked our Bible dozens of times a day looking for something new. Wonder if we checked our Bible... Dozens of times a day, just looking for something new. First Peter chapter 2, verse number 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, you're to desire it. You know, when, you, when you're constantly checking your cell phone, just constantly checking, did a text come in, did a phone call come in, you know what you're doing? You're desiring something. Do you desire the word of God like you desire whatever information came through the airwaves to your phone? Wow, are people addicted to checking their phones. I was sitting in the airport one day and I watched a guy. He must have picked his phone up 75 times in about three minutes. It was... Do you check your Bible all day long to see what God might be sending your way? Let's move on. Number six. Wonder if we constantly interrupted our conversations with others to look at the Bible. We just con- we were talking with people and we just suddenly stopped talking right in the middle of the conversation and popped our Bible open and said, "Just a second, need to talk to God." Let's see, see what's here in the Bible. Romans ten seventeen says that so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. People are so rude with their cell phones today; it's pathetic. You can be in a personal conversation with someone. You can be talking and just trying to have a conversation. That old phone vibrates or rings. They'll they'll virtually walk away from you. They'll ignore you. They'll grab that thing and look at it. What has happened to propriety in America? Are you that submissive to the Holy Spirit of God? I'll guarantee you this. The Holy Spirit of God was ringing your bell today. Did you answer? I wonder how many times the Holy Spirit tried to talk to you on Saturday. You didn't answer, but I'll tell you what. You checked that cell phone. Talking to somebody and you just stop. I mean, sometimes you can't even figure out who they're talking to. Are they talking to you? Talking on the phone? What's going on? And some of you are going to kill yourselves driving if you're not careful. I'm one of them. But you're going to kill yourself driving if you're not careful. Let's go on. Wonder if we constant... Well, number seven. Wonder if you took advantage of all the Bible's apps 
and constantly sought the ability to use them and use the new ones that you discover. You say, what's an app? It's an application. I think that's the right thing. And it's all those little mechanisms and all the little uh, bells and whistles that go along with it. Boy, the, 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 the technology, basically the cell phone is now a computer. But wonder if you thought about the Bible the way you do about your cell phone. So you know something? There is something more capable than your, your cell phone. It's the Word of God. This book's been communicating through all the ages, and there's nothing outdated about it. Your cell phone will outdate so quick. Yours, you, you can pay $500 for it today, and in a year it's worth about 50 But the Bible is still precious, and it's sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb, and it's more precious than gold. But wonder if you took advantage of all the applications of the Bible like you are caught into these apps regarding your cell phone. Psalm 19.10 says, More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. People are amazed with their cell phone's ability. Let me tell you something, folks. Are you that amazed with God's Word and its capability? Did you, did you know that your cell phone can't save anybody? But the Word of God can take a lost sinner, get him born again, he'll go to heaven for all eternity. You talk about, you talk about an application. Your cell phone's not going to help you pay your mortgage when you don't have enough money. But you make a call to God and you get things right with God. The Word of God can help you to make it through the most difficult of times. Let's go on. Number eight. Wonder if we used our Bibles to communicate with all of our friends like we do our cell phones. Second Timothy chapter two, verse number two, it says, And the things that thou heard of, hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Here the Bible's telling us we ought to be passing the word of God around. Wonder if you talk to your friends about the Bible as much as you talk on your cell phone about other non important things. When was the last time you had a, a, a conversation with a friend about Scripture? Think about it. Let's go on. Number nine. Wonder if the Bible became your GPS. Now, for those of you that don't understand, the new phones have a GPS mechanism. In other words, you can log into it and it will map a route for you. But do you know something? Did you know that the Bible ought to be your GPS? The Bible ought to be your map in life. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Wonder if you let the Bible become your guide in everything that you do. Let me move, move on. Number 10. Wonder if with your Bible you had a family plan. Family plan. Did you know that you can buy a family plan for your cell phone? Lots of people have them. You, you, you get three or four phones. You get three or four numbers, but it's all on one plan. A lot of families have them. Did you know you ought to have a family plan with the Bible? The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. You know what that's talking about? It's talking about the Word of God. The Word of God. And there are people in here, we have family plans with our telephones, but we never have family devotions. Family prayer, family Bible reading. 
Memorizing a scripture together as family. Wonder if with our Bible we had a family plan, like we have family plans with our new technology. Number 11. Wonder if you let it wake you up in the night as you ran to it to see what news it held. Wonder if the Bible would wake you up at night. And you just knew you had received something. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Here the Bible talks about, did you know you're supposed to meditate on the Bible even at night? But you know something? Your cell phone goes off in the night. You respond to it better than you respond to some of your own alarms. Your mind is so so programmed to that cell phone, it can go off at 3 o'clock in the morning and you will, get, you will answer it. Did you know something? I would guess if the cell phone can vibrate at 3 o'clock in the morning, God's Word might be calling to you some morning at 3 o'clock. When's the last time you woke up in the middle of the night and picked up a Bible and said, God's calling me, wants to spend some time with me? Do you wake up in the night and grab your Bible so you can hear from God? I'm just telling you, this old thing right here, it's got more attention in America than the Word of God does. Number 12, wonder if it was your answer to your emergencies of life. Wonder if the Bible was the answer for the emergencies in life. Matthew chapter 4, verse number 4, it says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Folks, don't forget something. You you could call an ambulance, and I'm glad for you to be able to. And you can call the police, and I'm glad for you to be able to. And you can call the fireman, but I'm glad for you to be able to. But you better remember something. Your most important 911 call is going to be your God when you're in emergency. You better call out to God, and you better say to God, God, help me. And then, and, and some of you, though, he's the last one you called on. God is your real protector. Number 13, wonder if we were as fast and capable in our Bible usage as we are in our texting. Wonder if we were as fast and capable in our Bibles and our Bible usage as we are in our texting. James 1.22 says, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Wow, can some type or text... Boy, boy, there, there are people in here, you can type and uh, you can text uh, words faster than an executive secretary. Are you that good with your Bible? Good. Why is it that you can text and memorize that keyboard that well and then I can tell you to turn to the book of Amos and 20 minutes later you're still flipping through your Bible trying to figure out if there really is an Amos? How could it be that this is more important than this? Good Let me go on. Number 14. Wonder if we spread the good news of God as fast as we spread bad news with our cell phones. I said, wonder if we spread the good news of God as fast as we spread bad news with our cell phones. Psalm 119 verse 160. It says, thy word is true from the beginning and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Look, folks, if you spread the word of God, you're spreading something that's true. The biggest device for spreading gossip today is the internet and the cell phone, and it's sad. It's sad. Someone can do something wrong, and the cell phone and the text gossip kicks into high gear and high speed, and it's everywhere, just like that. You know, you that are guilty, and you use your cell phone for gossip and and, and slander and criticism... Uh, When was the last time you won someone to Jesus Christ using the same mechanism? 
If you spread neg- negative through the internet, and you spread negative through your cell phone, and you have never won one person to Jesus Christ with your cell phone, you ought to throw it away and get, you, get yourself right with God. And I'm talking about those that spread the negative and those that spread the gossip. Where somebody can make a mistake and fall into sin and you're all over it. How many people did you tell that there were 16 folks that walked the aisle today trusting Jesus Christ as personal Savior? Are you just a negative backstabbing at gossip? Is that what you are? Number 15. Wonder if we put into our minds God's Word like we put into our cell phone numbers, memory, other people's cell phones. Psalm 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Some of you have more cell phone numbers in your memory than you do scriptures. Let's go on. Number 16. Wonder if we believe our Bible like we believe what we receive over our cell phones. Talk about your faith and the information that you receive. Wonder if we believe the word of God with the same faith that we believe what we receive over the cell phone. Proverbs chapter 30 verse number 5 says every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Someone calls or texts you some juicy piece of gossip and you just believe it by faith. And whatever they told you it's got to be true and you pass it on. Do you obey God's word and believe God's word with the same faith and expediency? Let's go on. Number 17. Wonder if you were as happy to hear from God and the Word of God as you are to hear from your friends and your cell phone. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, Thy word were found, and I did eat them. And, they, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name. You know something? There are some of you, you get so excited when you get a text, and you get so excited when your cell phone vibrates or rings. Do you get that excited about your Bible? Do you get a mental adrenaline from the Word of God or just from the vibration on your belt? Do you feel the same way when God speaks to your heart about His Word? Number 18. wonder if you loved your Bible like you do your cell phone. Psalm 119 verse 97 says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Some people here love their cell phones more than they love their Bibles. I could virtually prove it. If I wanted to, I could go around this congregation. I could find all sorts of people that have cell phones with them right now, but they do not have a Bible with them. Some of you sleep with your cell phone. You know you do. You put it under your pillow. You ever sleep with your Bible? Would you fight your parents if they tried to take your Bible from you? There are young people in here. You're looking for World War III. If parents or grandparents try to take cell phones away. But the kids will trash their Bible and leave it lay anywhere. Number 19. Wonder if you shared your Bible like you do your group texts. Psalm 68 verse 11 says, Lord gave the word, great was the company of those that published it. A group text means that you can send one text to many, many people all at one time. When was the last time that you pulled a group of people together and shared the Bible truth with them? 
Number 20. Wonder if the Bible was the first thing you checked in the morning when you got up. Earlier I talked about in the evening. Now let's go to the morning. Wonder if the Word of God was the first thing you checked in the morning when you got up. The Bible says in Psalm 143 verse 8, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. You know, people used to start their day in the Bible. Listen, I wonder how many people hear the first thing you do when your eyes open. It's, go find your cell phone and look at it. And no wonder America's in a mess. Now we start our day. That's how the deacons feel right now, too. No wonder, no wonder we're in a mess. Wonder if the last thing you checked before you went to sleep at night was the Word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 63, 6, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. You know, you might sleep better if the Bible was the last thing you put into your brain instead of something off the cell phone. Matter of fact, God even promises sweet sleep as a result of the Scripture. Number 22, wonder if you concentrated and meditated on the Bible like you do the information that comes from your cell phone. Psalm 119 verse 97 says, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. You know, a message comes to you through your cell phone and you think on it and you think on it and you think on it and you think on it. Do you meditate on God's word like that? Meditation of God's Word will help you to be His success in life. Number 23. wonder if you spoke of the Bible as confidently as you text with people. I'll explain that in a moment. Acts 4.31 it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they had assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the Word of God with boldness. Well, I'll tell you something. What I mean by this, we speak the Word of God as boldly as we text. And I'm talking about texting and blogging and, and, and emailing and tweeting. Boy, are we, do we speak freely today. People say things with a text that they would never say face to face or in public. And we are being stupid People put up on their Facebook all sorts of things that nobody ought to ever say. Somehow we do not feel responsible for it. Because you're not looking eye to eye with the pastor or eye to eye with some human being you think it's okay to print. You are dead wrong. Wonder if we spoke of the Bible as confidently and with the vulgar boldness of today. Hey, folks, just because you text it does not relieve you of the responsibility of saying it. And I, I need to tell some of you young people, it might help some of you parents to know, there is nothing that you erase off your cell phone or off your computer that is gone forever. They have the technology to recall every bit of it. Every bit of it. Are you that confident in sharing Bible truth? Number 24. And this is the last point, but this point is 32 minutes long. Number 24, wonder if you let the Bible control, 
the Bible control you like you let your cell phone control you. Psalm 138 verse 2 says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. Yes. There are people in this room, your cell phone has become habitual. But your Bible reading has not. Habitual. You act upon it without thinking. But you can't read your Bible three days in a row, get up and read it at the same time. There's all sorts of addictions. Some of you are addicted. Now, I'm not against a cell phone. I don't think cell phones are bad. I think people are bad. And I think anything that comes before Jesus got a problem with that. Right. Let's make sure that it's used for good and not for bad. Jesus said, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here tonight, you've never trusted Christ as Savior. We welcome you to the Savior. I hope you'll get born again. You come, let us take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Then might I also say this. There are a lot of people. You ought to give thought to what was said here tonight. Some of you ought to get the sermon on CD and listen to it a few times. And I'm not trying to turn you into my enemy. I'm just trying to show you reality. If you're here and you're away from God, if you're here and you have a burden and you need this altar, you come and use it tonight. But let's let the sermon do its work. Father, take the sermon, take the night, get glory to thyself. I'm going to ask the instrumentalists to begin to play. Let's stand to our feet with our heads bowed, our eyes closed. Choir, sing a song of invitation. If you need the altar, you use it. Thank you.